Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Holy Shenanigans, I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. In this week's podcast, we learn how Jesus' miracle of turning water to wine helps us to learn to do a new thing. Pass your cup, because there's plenty of good wine or green tea to go around. I think imagination is the stuff of possibility, innovation, and good wine. Ada Lovelace, historically noted as the first computer programmer for her skill of data processing, says this about creative action. Imagination is that which penetrates into the unseen worlds around us. Einstein also has a few words about imagination and says, Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. While the fields of Lovelace and Einstein were more science-oriented, they were all about the power of imagination. Imagination has the ability to transport us to new places and to make new discoveries. Imagination is a catalyst for change that some may understand as miraculous. Imagination is the stuff of possibility, innovation, and good wine. Which brings us to this week's Bible story with Jesus' first official miracle. He is at a wedding, and the celebration is about to be cut short for lack of wine. A shortage of wine at a wedding would have been a terrible social error. The host would be embarrassed, and the guest would be offended in an experience lacking hospitality. How could this problem be solved? Through negotiations? No. How about sending somebody to the wine store? No. What about diluting the wine and hope that no one notices? Absolutely not. To find a solution to this wine shortage, there needs to be something imaginative done. There needs to be something new. And it needs the help of Jesus' mom, Mary. Mary notices that the wine is running out and tells Jesus to do something to help. Jesus balks at his mother's request. 
Now is not the time, he says. But she goes on to the servers and says, do as he says. And somehow, Jesus steps up to the challenge with a big push from his mom and gives directions to the servers. I have to say, I don't understand exactly how the water turns to wine. I do not have this recipe for your benefit. But I'm not even sure that that's the point of this amazing story. What or who stands out to me the most is Jesus' mother, Mary. She is willing to see a problem with new eyes and encourages Jesus to do something new to help. Without courageous action and imagination, the wedding celebration would have stopped short. The family would be mortified and the community would be disgruntled. Without the encouragement of his mother, would Jesus have taken action? In time, I think yes. But what does Mary's encouragement tell us about the occurrence of miracles? At first, Jesus might not have thought the wine shortage at a wedding to be a situation that called for action, that called for a miracle. But for the family in that community, the good wine was essential and needed. Did you know that that second batch of miracle wine was better than the first batch? Imagination, innovation, and courage equals good wine. Jesus' mom asked him to do a new thing, to step up and out to make sure the good wine kept flowing at that wedding of Cana. With one imaginative solution, a flow of good wine to drink and the good work of Jesus' calling begins to flow. This miracle is like a faucet of good wine and good news turned on full force and keeps on flowing to encircle the world with good news. Talk about a party that gets things started. Imagination is the stuff of possibility, innovation, and good wine. Which brings me back to thoughts of building community. Because building community requires imagination and courage, doesn't it? There is a well-known truism that needs to be mentioned when speaking about innovation. It goes like this. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. The source of this famous quote has been attributed to Einstein and Benjamin Franklin and novelist Rita Mae Brown. But whoever wrote it, its wisdom stands. Repeating the same action in the face of the same problem will not yield a different result. This is where the action of experimentation, the changing of variables, comes into play in both scientific and practical efforts to improve or change the status quo. All of which brings me to a story about good wine, or actually, a cup of green tea. Once upon a time, I worked at a church that had a parsonage that had remained vacant for several years. There had been a series of experiments that attempted to use that space, with some measure of success. While some saw this building as dead weight, all I could see, through the eyes of my own imagination, was possibility and opportunity. And so I asked for the chance to make some wine out of the property by way of cleaning it up, painting some walls, adding some books to the library, and beginning to use the space as a community building. A favorite experiment was Free Coffee Friday. Each Friday afternoon, the team would brew coffee, gather snacks, set out some board games, and host a weekly open house for the passers-by in the community. 
I'd stand outside on the sidewalk and invite people in for a cup of coffee and a space to warm up. The beginning of this holy shenanigans experiment was filled with lots of sweat equity and rebuffing of critics. Who would show up? What would it cost? What is the return for the effort and expense? One freezing cold Friday, I set up the hot drinks and turned on our open sign. Out on the sidewalk was an A-frame sign that said, Free Coffee! Music from my phone's playlist wafted through the rooms, and I waited to see if the coffee would turn to wine and hoped for a miracle. There was a timid knock at the door, and as I went to seek out the sound, I met a student from the adjacent high school. They asked, Miss, do you only have coffee to drink? I said, well, we have coffee and cocoa and some snacks. They said politely, oh, okay, thank you, and turned to head out the door. Curious as to what they were thirsty for, I asked them, what is it that you would like to drink? The student paused and said, do you have any green tea? Green tea? Yes, I did. It was actually the green tea that I carried around in my own bag, but yes, I have some green tea to share. That first cup of green tea that I shared from my own bag became a good wine miracle. That first cup of tea led us to opportunity after opportunity to host and welcome our neighbors. We would have concerts on the front lawn. We would have potlucks. That old parsonage with a little bit of love and with a little bit of courage and a lot of imagination, became a space of good wine for the neighborhood. For decades, our neighbors had not crossed the threshold of the church building in that neighborhood, but they were open to stopping by for coffee and cookies, or bring a casserole to share at the potluck, or stop by on a Friday afternoon for a caring conversation and a cup of hot green tea. Despite the obstacles and objections, The holy shenanigans of God showed up at that parsonage on a bitter cold day in the timid knock of a student and sharing a cup of tea, and in the ripple effects of connection and community, with the help of a little imagination and courage to ignore the critics. Imagination is the stuff of possibility, innovation, and good wine. In my family of origin, I have from time to time been dubbed as a social butterfly, I recall going to a holiday Christmas party for my dad's work when I was about five years old. I was buzzing around the room, greeting the people as they came in, asking if I could help the grown-ups by helping people to find a seat at the table and settle in. Throughout the party, I would introduce guests to one another. I'd say, hey there, guest A, this is guest B. You have this in common. And then I'd move on to the next group. I loved then and even now to help build connections and community to curate spaces and relationships of love and hospitality. This is part of why I'm a pastor, as well as a podcaster. This is probably why I saw that old parsonage as a place for water to be turned into good wine. This is probably why a small cup of green tea became something much, much more than what it first appeared to be. While you might not define yourself as a social butterfly, I bet there are places and circumstances of your life that are water-into-wine opportunities. Sometimes these places of imagination show up as empty parsonages. Sometimes they show up in the face of a young person looking for a hot cup of green tea. 
Sometimes they show up in vats of water in a healthy push of a mom to encourage imagination, courage, and the doing of new things. So my question this week is, what is the water to wine opportunity for you? I'm not Mary, like she was to Jesus, but I want to encourage you to try the new thing, to use your imagination, to ignore the critic, to say yes when someone says, dear heart, now is the time you turned that water into wine, or in my case, a cup of hot green tea. This week's poem comes from Rumi, a 13th century Persian poet, Islamic scholar, theologian, and Sufi mystic. Rumi's influence transcends national borders and ethnic divisions. He has been described as the most popular poet and best-selling poet in the United States. Listen to Rumi's advice as we consider what it means to approach life with imagination, courage, and miracles of water turned to good wine. She offers the sacred wine, so drink. O wine-giver of enlightened hearts, offer me the wine of your kindness, for this is the reason you have brought me here from the desert of oblivion. O beautiful wine-giver, pour me the wine that gives me insight. Offer me the wine from the sea of love and fill my heart with pearls. Pour it into my heart until I shred the veil and go beyond reason. My spirit is consumed by judgment, and my life is reduced by thoughts. Pour that precious wine over the frozen cries of the skeptics, until their words become warm, and their nays become yeas. Imagination is the stuff of possibility, innovation, and good wine. Is there a new way calling you to take it for a test drive? Is there a mom telling you, hey, they could use a little help over there? What is your water to wine opportunity, your holy shenanigan, for the sake of love? I'm your holy shenanigan muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for holy shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. If you have a holy shenanigan story that you would like to share on this podcast, please email us at holyshenaniganspodcast at gmail.com.